Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with Ken Miller. So, Ken, how are you today? I am awesome, Wendy. How are you doing? You're looking good. Oh, why, thanks. You know, you don't look too shabby yourself. Uh, I like your, your new do. Looks sharp. <laughs> thanks. It's a little bit, you know, I went to the beach, so I got a little blonde, a little more blonde in there than, than I normally would have. So. Well, there you go. There we have it. Well, speaking of the beach, that kind of brings us to our topic for today. We are talking about creating the summer body. And of course, who wouldn't want to have a better body for the summer? Um, I know that there were some changes I wanted to make when I was out there myself on the beach this past week. And um, we are bringing on another, well, we're having another episode with a special guest, Miss Kat Bearfield. She's coming from California, all the way to us, talking about this summer body that we need to have. She is our registered dietitian. She is our NASM nutrition master instructor, and she's also the VP of nutrition services at DotFit. So we are going to welcome Kat to today's episode. Hey, hey good to see you guys again. You're looking yes. good. Thanks for coming back, girl. It's always fun having you on. Yes, it is. That's always enjoyable. And especially for, you know, the people listening in, you know, just to be able to connect and, and give them some good tips, if you will, some good information and to combat all the, you know, all the myths out there. So let's talk summer body, shall we? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what, Kat? I'll tell you this. I know as a trainer, yep. you always get the person this time of year, right around spring break, you know, the gyms get busier because they're getting ready to get into those bathing suits and everyone wants to change their body on the fly. So when somebody comes to you and they say, Kat, I need you to help me build the perfect summer body. What do you say to them? Okay. So I would say, <laughs> what does that mean to you? Right. What does that mean to you? Does that mean you want to lose 20 pounds in the next six weeks? Does that mean you want to get into your bathing suit and not feel self-conscious? What does that mean to you? Because I think it means, but you know what? I think summer body, I think bathing suits. Is that what you guys think? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in most cases, it's fat loss and wanting to look good, um, you know, on the beach. So in that case, you know, there is a better way to go about it <laughs> <laughs> than maybe what they're thinking in their mind. So I'm assuming uh, we should probably you know, break some of that down. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I know Ken, he wants to have that summer body. Well, I want that summer body in October, November, <laughs> December, January. Well, here's, I mean, legitimately though, like Kat, you and I grew up in Southern California, right? Where it is just, you know, 72 degrees year round. So a summer body was basically, you know, you wake up, you go outside and it's summer, right? It's it's compared to other areas that might be like negative 10 degrees. So growing up, it was one of those things where we really didn't have to, you know, change our body composition a whole lot because, you know, growing up, you know, you, you were actually dressed up and you didn't have to have the big overcoat and things like that. But when, when it comes to creating the body, that summer body that we're that we're talking about. And it is a natural assumption to talk about body composition change, look smaller, look bigger, depending on what your goals are. But what are some of the pitfalls that, that um, you know, some people fall into when we're looking for a most efficient way of getting that body that we want? How do we, what are some of the, some of the easy things to cleave off as far as, you know, the, you know, what's going to waste our time versus what's going to get us there sooner? Yeah. All right. So 
most efficient way to get a summer body, right? Let's go back to the energy balance principles. So if you're wanting to shed some body fat, you've got to get yourself in a caloric deficit, right? You got to consume fewer calories, not necessarily less food, but fewer calories. And then you've got to expend more so that your body is forced to shed the fat that you don't want to be, you know, putting on display on the, at the beach, <laughs> so to speak. Right. So when you look at the research, when you look at, you know, our practice, what is the most effective and efficient way to, for people to get a caloric deficit? That is to modify their food intake, up their physical activity so they're exercising regularly and to meet all of their micronutrient needs. Right. So they don't compromise their health. Those are the three things. If you add a layer of accountability in there with a trainer, or a coach, with a group that you're working with, that's going to help with consistency. And that is huge, as we've always said. So it's not what most people think is let me go start hitting the gym so I can get the summer body. And then they don't change their eating habits. Well, then what do you think is going to happen? You might get more fit, you might get stronger, you know, but you're not going to shed body fat because you're not modifying, modifying your food intake, right? And if you think about it, a lot of people, what do they do? They go to the gym, they work out really hard, they overestimate the calories that they burn. And then there's something called a halo effect where they reward themselves for working out and then they treat themselves with <laughs> more calories. So that would be a pitfall is don't just exercise and not modify your food intake. Hmm. So you make it sound so easy, Kat. Um <laughs> Simple is not the same thing as easy, right? <laughs> well, I always tell, you know, myself and my clients and my husband and I joke around like we have a six pack. You just can't see it because we've got some extra <laughs> love on top of it all. So, you know, in all reality, and, I, and, and this is really hard for me to express to my clients, even though I tell them over and over. So maybe I'm not taking the, the right approach. So I'd love to hear how you would answer this question. You know, what is a, a reasonable time frame? Because it really is, you know, most people want to tone up. You want to see the muscles. You know, the guys want it to look, you know, they want their chest to look nice and their arms to look amazing. And same thing with the women. We want, you know, six pack abs, nice butt, good legs. Um, so what is something that's reasonable when you're thinking? And I know it kind of depends on where you're starting, but how would you answer that? Yeah. Okay. Here it goes. It depends. <laughs> Okay, so, so if your goal is to preserve muscle tissue, preserve metabolism, and to keep weight off for the long term, the general accepted range for weight loss is 0.5 to 1, maybe 1.2% of body weight loss per week. Okay, so that's the general accepted range if you're interested in preserving muscle, metabolism, and getting long-term results. Can you go faster? You absolutely can. To your point, the heavier you are, the faster you can lose without losing as much lean body mass, as much muscle. However, what's the trade-off? It's going to be more uncomfortable, <laughs> right? So it's going to be more uncomfortable for you to create a larger calorie deficit, for you to restrict calories more and or train more in order to shed that body fat. Is it doable? Can you do it? Absolutely. It's just going to take more dedication and you're just going to have a little bit more discomfort to go along with it. So again, it depends on how motivated that individual is, what their, you know, desired outcome is and, you know, them willing to do what it takes to get that quote unquote summer body. But there's trade-offs. Might lose muscle, might not feel great. So I can I piggyback, sorry Ken, I don't want to butt in here, but you know, 
this is, I'm going to go off to uh, on some of my guys that say this, like I am going to, I'm just going to only eat a thousand calories. Then if I need to just cut calories, a thousand calories sounds like a good idea. And then they try to do that, but then they don't see a change in the scale. So how would you, you know, like how low is too low at that point without compromising something like your health? <laughs> yeah. So, so it depends, <laughs> right? So for a pro athlete that you work with, if they don't have enough fuel in their body, cause they're only eating a thousand calories, their performances are going to suffer. Their trainings are going to suffer. If you have a sedentary person who's, you know, 30 pounds overweight and they eat a thousand calories, but they're not moving that much. It's not that big of a deal for them to restrict their calories. You know, in some, in clinical settings, when we work with obese patients, it's not uncommon for them to do a, a liquid diet of 800 calories or whatever, in order to shed weight really quickly so that they can have a necessary, you know, surgery or, you know, to, you know, prevent them from other medical issues um, worsening, if you will. So I think that um, a thousand calories for a healthy, active individual is way too low. And, and, and you can go on the NASM website and do the calorie calculator and plug information in to see about generally how many calories um, anyone needs in order to either maintain and or lose. So I know you don't want, you didn't want that answer, Wendy. You wanted something straightforward, uh, but. Concrete is what I'm looking for. I just want, I want the cat said, and then I quote, and then I can just be done with it. Again, okay. out of my scope, I give it to you and I get a depends. Come on, girl. <laughs> just <laughs> send so the link to this, uh, this podcast episode. Yeah, ex exactly. You know, a thousand calories is not enough fuel. You're going to feel like crap. Are you okay with that? All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, we are talking about uh, creating the summer body with uh, registered dietitian Kat Bearfield. So again, Kat, this is a lot, a lot of great information here. Um, you know, because we are, you know, the, the second the the temperature hits seventy five, then we start thinking about, well, I can't wear that hoodie. I can't wear, you know, I can't wear all these layers, and now it's just me and a t shirt, right? Occasionally a tank top, but you know, depending on on how good I'm feeling about myself. So. With, with that being said, like, you know, if we're talking time frame, and you brought up a great point there as far as, okay, what's real and reasonable as far as, you know, body composition change expectations, you know, to half a percent to one to two percent um, change a week, which that's pretty aggressive, I think, as far as, you know, the, the, what you're talking about, Kat, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable, you're, you're going to work out hard, you're not going to eat, and, you know, you're going to be hungry. Um, is there, is there, I was going to say, is there a more blunt way of, of managing expectations as far as, okay, you want to go, you want to go to Aruba or you want to go someplace warm and tropical, um, but it's a week out, right? Um, how much working out and how much starving am I going to have to do? You know, or do you just say, hey, you know what? You're a beautiful person, you know, just go have fun and don't worry about how that bathing suit is feeling. So where do you, where do you draw the line as far as managing their expectations on, okay, you're a week out, two weeks out, a month out. Let, let's go ahead and take it from there. Well, I mean, it's, it's simple fact. It's simple math, if you will, right? Like if you have a week, how large of a deficit can you create in, in order to lose, right? If it takes approximately, and there's, you know, some nuances to that, but about 3,500 calories extra you have to burn to shed a pound of weight. Um, how realistic is it for you to, to do that across the next week? So let's say uh, it takes about 100 calories on average you burn by walking or running a mile. 
and it takes about 20, you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes per mile. I mean, how much time do you have to like, how many miles can you run a day? And how many calories is that going to burn? So if you put it in that context of it's math, <laughs> even if you don't, even if you don't eat for the next seven days, which is not realistic, you're not going to drop a lot of weight. So, you know, how about you focus on enjoying the vacation <laughs> And then when we get back, let's game plan for how we can make a plan that's more sustainable for you. That's what I would say. Always comes down to math, man, geometry, trigonometry, <laughs> better in a bathing suit. I don't know how that goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, the education process in, in terms of weight loss and body composition, you know, to me, that starts day one with the client. You have to manage expectations. And in my opinion, one of the most common misnomers that clients have is they think that it's if the working out is going to be the primary driver of them, their body changing. And that's not true. You have to pair it with nutrition, modifying nutrition, as you guys know, right? So if we can break it down to, okay, you're only exercising three days a week, you're exercising for 30 minutes, you're burning around 100 to 200 calories per session. Let's say you burn 500, that's 1500 calories extra a week that you're burning that's about a third of a pound of fat. So, so how fast do you want to go? Do you want to go faster than that? Client says, yes. Okay. Then let's cut out the frappuccino mocha latte, right? No. <laughs> or, or the donuts the, or the cookies or whatever, or whatever that they're willing to do so that you can go faster. So it's always empowering the client with education and choices. You get to make the choices, right? You get to decide how fast you go um, within the math if you will. Mm -hmm. You lost me. You lost me at donuts. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, There's certain things, and that is one of those that I well, hold in my heart, just so you know. <laughs> right. and, and I'm a fan. I like donuts too, but if you're eating them every day and they're, you know, 500 calories worth that, and you want to lose weight fast, then is it worth it to eat a little bit fewer donuts in order for you to go faster? It's a choice. It's a choice. It's, it's not... You know, it's not go do eight more hours of cardio a day unless that fits into your lifestyle. And in my, in, unless you're a pro athlete, that doesn't fit in most people's lifestyle. There you go. Definitely I have the answer. Donut holes. <laughs> donut, donut yeah. Holes. Let, let's just make it smaller, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it goes back to what is the client willing to do? Right. What are they what, what are they willing to do? What choices are they willing to make? But as fitness professionals, we have to bring that to light for them. Your Frappuccino Mocha Latte is 800 calories. You only you, you for your daily calorie budget, you get 2000. Is it worth it to you to keep that in there? And if it is OK, but you're going to go much lower in terms of your weight loss. So let's look at something else. And then you, you keep you keep bringing things to light so that you increase their awareness in context of the math, which is you have so many calories that you can spend, how do you want to spend them? Right? You get to make the choice, client. I'm just empowering you and giving you my professional opinion. But it's my job to figure out this is how much you get to eat. These are the food choices you're making. Here's they are in relation. Let's figure out a game plan. What's going to work for you? And then a lot of times when the client gets to choose what they do, instead of being told you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can't right? Right. Like then they're like, they're empowered. They're like, Oh, I can really eat a donut and still be in a deficit. 
great, let's do this. And they get more motivated as opposed to the fitness professional who says you can't eat X, Y, Z and gives them this laundry list of, and then the client's like, I can't do this. This is not realistic. I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but does that, does that sort of frame it up for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I, and I will say, you know, and, and this is going to piggyback those of you guys that are just joining us, um, Ken Miller and I on, on random fit, we have wonderful cat Bearfield joining us today, talking about creating the summer body. And, you know, as a trainer, I often get the clients that are like, Hey, every single day I do the Britney Spears, 500 ab crunches a day. I'm doing these butt blasters. I am doing this, but I don't want to lift heavy because I don't want to get bulky and I'm not seeing any changes. And so obviously what I'm doing isn't working. So for me, and I know Ken can, can attest to this as well. We look at, okay, starting from the beginning, we sit down, we try to find out why they're there. Um, we look at the overhead squat, we look at their assessments, we reevaluate movement, compensations, dysfunction, and all that. So we can try to activate things to burn more calories through their workout the correct way. But if somebody comes to you and they're talking about like muscular development and they don't want to get bulky, but you're telling them that they want to work out and that they're going to actually see better results if they lift heavier. Mm -hmm. How do you talk about that and diet together to make it kind of all, all full circle, you know, yeah. because again, I get it on the exercise side, but how do you approach that on the nutrition side? Yeah. So it goes back to the principles of energy balance. If you want to lose weight, the fastest, most effective way for you to do that is by modifying your nutrition intake and pairing it with exercise that burns the most amount of calories within the time frame that fits your lifestyle. That's it, period. And then you combine it with meeting all of your micronutrient needs to support your health and metabolism. Right? And then the fourth thing is consistency, 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 consistency. So you can be doing all these butt blasters and you can be doing all this other stuff, but if you're not creating a calorie deficit in a day by reducing your food intake, then you're going to, your butt's going to get whatever, you know, just going to get tighter, bigger, stronger, however, whatever that, you know, exercise is supposed to be, but your body composition is not going, your body's not going to look different right now in the terms of getting bulky, nearly impossible to get bulky with what you're doing or with heavy weight training, because as you age, as you guys know, you lose muscle tissue. Well, what does that mean for your metabolism? Your metabolism drops, right? So what does that mean? You have to eat less. So the ideal way to go about it is to train your body to retain your muscle tissue, add a little bit so that you're stronger and your metabolism stays higher as you get, as you get older, and then focus on modifying your nutrition so that your body looks the way you want it to look. So again, another long answer on my part, but it's do exercises that you enjoy all day long, but if you're not changing your food intake, your body will not change. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a huge point, Kat, because I mean, there's those that are, you know, that are size conscious, right. Or from the standpoint of, you know, I've had, you know, just, I've had female, female clients and what they'll do is they'll point across the gym and go, Hey, you know, I love this working out. Like what you're saying, Kat, it's like something that you're going to enjoy. Too. I love lifting weights. I love how I feel, but then they point across the room and they point to another female who happens to be exercising and they go you know she's got the defined shoulders biceps you know and all that good stuff so i like what i'm doing but i don't want to look like that and it's like don't worry about it just we'll, we'll stop you know as soon as those muscles start bulging we're done we're we're gonna take you off of the workout floor and we're gonna have you do something else so i think 
you know, one of the things that, you know, the, the conversation and, and you're, you're dropping on all, a lot of knowledge when it comes to communication and, and what it, what information we as fitness professionals and in your case, you know, nu nutritional um, professional here is, you know, what, what information do they need to make the decisions that are right for them? Right. So when it comes Absolutely. to the, the exercise component um, and getting to that summer body, you know, what we are talking about is, okay, there's the calories you're going to spend while you're working out. There's the calories that you're going to maintain as far as how much you're spending on a day to day because you've kept right because you've kept that lean body mass, but also it's going to give you the shape, you know, that body shape that you're going to want to keep, you know, when you are, you know, wearing less than what you wear in the winter time. So there's there's, you know, there's a cosmetic look because you got now shape, you got form, you got that deficit that you're talking about. So there's a lot to to going with with the exercise side of things. But one thing that we, you know, it's funny because we always come back to it as far as um, exercise. There's the nutritional aspect, the the food that you're eating, but also the maintenance of the nutrients your body needs to function optimally. So when it comes to supplementation, you know, what what should somebody consider when it comes to getting them to that goal faster? So if I've got if I'm six weeks out from that, you know, getting that getting on that plane to that warm and sunny tropical place, um, what should I consider? What 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 do you know that's out there that can help somebody um, get there in the most efficient way possible? Yeah, well, I think most people think fat burners, quote unquote, fat burners, which is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, you know, because just <laughs> if you take something that quote unquote burns fat does not mean it puts you in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Right. And these quote unquote fat burners don't really do that much per se. If you look at most, most quote unquote fat burners have caffeine and maybe some green tea and maybe some other things like cayenne pepper, et cetera, you know, you're going to get an increase in metabolism, maybe as high as, as 10%. Right. So, yeah, those can facilitate weight loss, but taking a quote unquote fat burner or supplement to lose weight is not going to move the needle that much. It's going to make the journey easier, maybe, maybe facilitate, but it's not going to be the thing that makes you drop a bunch of, of weight. Now, if you look at the research from a supplement standpoint, what is the most effective thing for facilitating weight loss? And that is protein rich meal replacement formulas. So, we, if you replace one to two meals a day of what you normally consume with a protein-rich meal replacement, then you can double your weight loss. You know, and the short-term studies are around between 60 and 90 days that you can double your weight loss. And so if you're in a hurry and you want to do something simple and easy, then that's what I would say from a supplement standpoint, do that. And not to mention, people who continue to utilize protein-rich meal replacements have an easier time maintaining their weight off in the long term, right? Think about it. You're cutting calories. You're increasing protein. Those are two of the most important variables when it comes to, right, changing body composition and preserving muscle metabolism. So we're here with uh, Ms. Kat Beerfield, uh, registered dietitian, and we are learning how to create the summer body here on Random Fit. So Kat, that's... That's some really good information, especially since, you know, when, when we've had you on podcasts before that, that whole idea of, of meal replacements, especially that whey protein meal replacement, that tends to come up quite a bit when it comes to, we've talked about performance, we've talked about diets and nutritional plans. Um, 
And then now we're talking about it from getting, you know, into getting somebody ready for their, um, for their trip or their vacation somewhere where they're going to be in a bathing suit, so wearing something less. Um, but that tends to come up quite a bit. Um, so for somebody who's not used to, you know, taking on a, a meal replacement, how, how can somebody integrate that into their lifestyle? So for managing their calorie intake, their exercise routine, when, when they're going to do it, how they're going to do it. So when it comes to the nutritional intake side of things, how might somebody who's not used to taking meal replacement, how might you introduce that into their, into their daily habits? As far as, you know, you mentioned habit stacking. How can we stack this habit into this goal of changing that body to get it to where you would need to be in summer shape? Yeah, so this one's easy because it would just replace something they're already doing and it's super convenient. So get a shaker bottle, get your protein, you know, get your protein um, meal replacement. Hopefully it's rich in fiber as well. And then maybe prepare it the night before to make it easier as you're cleaning up the kitchen. You're doing that anyways. You know, get your shaker bottles, put your your scoops in. And then, you know, in the morning, take it on, fill up with water and take it on the go. And that's your breakfast. That's what you eat instead of do, getting the frappuccino mocha latte. Right? So, <laughs> so easy replacement. Now, most people have an afternoon snack. So whatever you're snacking on in the afternoon, and in my opinion, in my experience, most people in the afternoon eat something salty or grab something sweet, like a, from the vending machine, or maybe they grab some chips or whatever. And so if you have the shaker bottle with your protein meal replacement in it already, ready to go, then instead of grabbing your your chips or your, you know, another frappuccino mocha latte, you fill it up with water or whatever fluid you like, shake it up, and that's what you have. So you're, it's something you're already doing in your existing routine that's easy to replace. And it's going to cut calories, increase protein, which facilitates weight loss. So, okay, I'm going to ask a question. Um, just I'm thinking about consumers and I'm thinking about, you know, the common questions that I get if I, if I make that, that suggestion. Um, I know protein is not created equal. So when you're talking about the different types of protein, maybe can you go into a little bit about the differences that are out there? And if you were going to do like a meal replacement, like you're suggesting on average, approximately how many calories? Because, you know, you see these that are like protein light and it's like if you have one, it's 150 calories. And then you have these other ones that are like five to 700 calories. Um, so can you kind of give us a little bit more about which is the right one and the differences between them? Yeah, so you want to focus on high quality protein sources. Um, and what do we mean by high quality? High quality meaning it has all the essential amino acids that your body requires, right? And so the highest quality um, protein sources tend to come from animals. And so you guys are familiar with whey protein. Why is whey everywhere? Because it is the highest quality when you look at the different ways that they measure protein quality. So whey is really good, um, casein is good, and also other animal sources like eggs, uh, milk, uh, meat, right? And then if you look at the plant sources, plant sources of protein, with the exception of soy, tend to be missing one or more essential amino acids, which is why they talk about complementing um, you know, proteins if you're getting them only from plants like vegans do. So you want to get high quality protein sources, whey, like I said, whey eggs, uh, meats, seafood, etc. And if you're doing plants, then you're going to want to get, you know, a combination of, of different plant sources. Okay, so that was the answer to your first question. 
tell me what your second question was. was more about just like caloric intake. What is the right oh, amount? Oh, got it, got it. To yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so everyone has a different uh, calorie needs, right? So I would say go onto the NASM website, use their calorie calculator, figure out what the amount of calories your your client or yourself requires, and then put that in the context of which meal replacement is is best for you. So you know, like a like a four hundred pound strongman, right? Obviously, they require a lot more than me. I'm five two and one hundred and twenty six pounds. So you know, a mine's going to be a lot lower. I'm going to want to look for a pro, for a meal replacement that's obviously lower in calories than the 400 pound strongman. Does that make sense? So you got to put it in the sense of how many calories does that individual have to spend? Let me choose accordingly. It's better than depends. I like it. I got an answer. <laughs> Wendy, depends is a good answer. It is. People want black and white, but depends is a good answer. <laughs> So, so if you're if you're listening to us, here we are with uh, registered dietitian Kat Bearfield, and we're talking about creating the summer body here on Random Fit. Now, if if you're listening to us and you've been listening to us about protein, the one thing I, I want our listeners uh, to understand is that even though we've we've I don't say it's I don't want to say it's a tangent uh, when we're talking about protein and and uh, whey protein uh, meal replacements, but it is, I, I strongly believe that it is one of those things that we have to research as far as, you know, if, if you're not used to taking a meal replacement, right, you want to know, okay, what's out there? What do I need? Which is what you've been going into, Kat. And that's a lot of great information. So I, I want people to walk away thinking it's like, oh, well, this was just a plug for some kind of meal, you know, protein, whey protein meal replacement. But it is one of those things where we want to um, understand what that is, just like, you know, as far as our nutrition intake might mean to us, especially getting our bodies ready for uh, for that summer summertime fun. But just like we would research exercise, you know, what exercise should I be doing? How intense should I be going? How often should I be going? We need to understand um, that you know having you know the success that we want within a shorter time frame, um, it's going to take some adaptation to other methods of taking in calories. So. When it comes to the meal replacements, um, you know, great information, especially because, and I'm saying that from firsthand experience, because I just had this conversation with a client of mine as far as, well, what should I take? How much should I take? So, Wendy, that was very good. I wish I was listening to this two weeks ago because this is the same conversation I had. Um, but the one thing I will say about meal replacement, especially protein, away protein meal replacement shake, if you've left it in a car for over a day and it's over 80 degrees in your car, just don't open it up. It's going to explode in your face, but just throw it away. Just nearest trash can, just throw it away because you're not going to get it off the sides and it's just not, not going to smell good whatsoever. Just practical, practical application. <laughs> that is so funny. So, but yeah, to your point, you know, with meal replacements, it is an easy way to reduce calorie intake and increase protein to facilitate fat loss so that they can get the summer body. And I will say that there's an aspect of the big picture that we haven't talked about yet, and that is NEAT, right? Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So that would be any activity you do outside of the gym, outside of working out. And when people start to reduce their calories, right? The body's like, wait, I'm not getting enough energy. I have to survive. It'll send signals for you to preserve energy so that you can survive. 
So a lot of people don't realize that they will move around a lot less when they're in a calorie deficit because their body is trying to preserve energy. And so one of the things that you can do as you're trying to get that summer body is monitor your steps, right? First of all, what's your baseline steps that you're taking? In, in uh, the United States, it's around three to 5,000 is the average number of steps people take on, on any given day. Well, what is the general recommend, recommendation we always hear for health benefits? It's 10,000 a day, right? Well, what do you suppose it is for weight loss? Higher or lower? Higher. Higher, right. <laughs> so, so as you're trying to create the summer body and modifying your nutrition and training, make sure that your daily step count is at the least maintaining, if not going higher, right? Increasing. So you want to move more throughout the day, right? You want to take short walks. You, I take it to the extreme. I have a treadmill desk. So I work on a treadmill desk, um, you know, and get around three to five miles a day. Um, you can... You know, do more um, by moving less throughout the day. And then that that tends to be something that people often overlook when they're in a plateau. They're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm training really hard. I'm reducing intake. And it turns out you are hardly moving aside from the hour you're in the gym. No, I think that's some really, you know, that's that's super important. And I know even with with our, with my clients, I always tell them just, hey, don't count what you're doing already we're going to think about adding in new stuff so therefore they're they're not if they garden and they they do their yard and they're doing that stuff already i don't i don't even i don't even include that into their movement patterns like we're trying to think of like adding new things to burn more calories and then that way when they hit their goal i look even better they feel better and it's a client for life so it's a win-win all around but but um, I guess one final question that I have for you, Kat, would be, um, you know, kind of your, your general takeaways. So when we're thinking about general tips for someone that really wants to look amazing this summer, they want to feel better about themselves, just all in all, you know, when you you look better, it makes you feel better. And then obviously you're going to perform better in everything that you do. So what would be like if you had just to give a, a quick takeaway, what would be your tips to leave us with? you want me to give you a quick takeaway? <laughs> I would say, I would say go for the low hanging fruit, right? So if the goal is to get a summer body, you know, you have to reduce your calorie intake. So take an inventory. What are you eating? Then go for the low hanging fruit. What can you easily cut out to save calories? And I would start there. Start with the simplest thing you could do to cut calories out. It could be the Frappuccino Mocha Latte. Instead of every day, you do it every other day. Or instead of the venti, you do a small. So go for the low-hanging fruit so that you can, you know, reduce your calorie intake and start shedding body fat. Well, Easy yeah. Well, if there's anything I'm taking away is not to order a <laughs> frappuccino mocha latte. I think you got some kind of personal vendetta against a frappuccino mocha latte. Fat. No, but you know what? It's one of those things because it was actually, you know, a cousin of mine. She wanted to lose some weight. And we were talking about what she's eating. And, you know, she's talking to me as she's going through the drive through and I'm hearing her order and she's ordering a frappuccino mocha latte. And I'm like, hey, how many calories is that? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, check. And it was like crazy. It was like, I don't know, over 800. And I'm like, OK, girlfriend, you get 1600. That's half your calories. So if you cut that out, I bet you, you know, you're going to see some results. And she did. And guess what? You know, she was like, 
it wasn't some big macro calculation. It was, it was let me cut out the frappuccino mocha latte and I'm, I, I'm losing weight now. I think a lot of it is just that we don't know. I mean, you know yes. what? In all reality, we we always, and including myself, overestimate our calorie intake. We think we're only eating a 500 calorie meal. And in all reality, it is a portion for an entire family that I just crushed. So if I just had the portion that I should have had, it would have been 500. Instead, I just ate 2000 calories because it was, you know, a party of four that I have now in my stomach. So, um, you know, so I think, I think when we think about it too, it's very important to really look at, like you said, cutting calories, but understanding what are you cutting? Where are you starting? And then what do you need? And I know we've done an other, like other um, podcasts just about, you know, being aware, looking at your plate size, looking at the amount of food, cutting out fried, choosing more vegetables. And that seems like it's so easy. However, we've got to actually do it. Yes. <laughs> and I think to me, that would be my big key, key takeaway. You know, work out, move more, watch what you eat and start sooner than later. Give yourself like four to six weeks to truly make an, a change. And then if you're not seeing the changes that you want to make, then you need to reevaluate. Absolutely. And I would think that, and I say that is like, okay, you, you guys are going to get this as, as fitness professionals, right? You, we do the overhead squat assessment and we assess our clients and we figure out what, what exercise do we need to do to inhibit, activate, et cetera. Right. So we can generate the most effective plan for our workout plan for our clients. Well, if our client's coming in, or if you're coming in saying, I want to lose weight, then the main principle is you've got to be in a calorie deficit, period. There's no way around it. So if you don't know what you're eating, how do you know what to cut out? If you don't know the calorie content in the food you're consuming, how do you create a calorie deficit? So you've got to start with assessing what are you doing, taking a hard look, and empowering yourself to make choices that fit your lifestyle. So the key takeaway is, Start with the low-hanging fruit and then make changes gradually over time. I like I it. it. Log your food. That's what yeah. I always tell people. Let's see what you're eating first. And then we can <laughs> then we can start chopping. <laughs> yeah. And an easy way to do that, you guys, for those of you listening, take a picture of everything you eat. Take a wow. picture of everything you eat. And then like look at it. And like, okay, so ooh, I wonder how many calories is in this meal. I wonder how many calories is in a, you know happy meal or whatever people are eating on a regular basis and in and out number three or whatever. <laughs> right. So, and if you can, again, if, if you have knowledge, right, if you have the right knowledge and you know, your body, that is how many calories your body requires, then you can make empowered choices. You don't have to do these drastic diets. You don't have to do all these detoxes and cleanses that are, are not long-term. So I feel myself getting carried away. So I will calm down. <laughs> Kat, the, the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> and knowledge is power. What else do we want to pull from like Schoolhouse Rock here? Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. I think we've got quite a few tips when it comes to uh, creating that summer body. So Kat, thanks again for, for spending this time with us. And again, I always enjoy and I always pull away. Yeah. I like to kind of show off my notes here. I'm going to, I'm going to type those up again. I'm going to send it to you for approval, but uh, <laughs> for everybody that's listened to us today on random fit again, on behalf of Wendy, myself, thank you Kat so much for being here today. And hopefully we'll have you again soon. But if you want to see Kat on this 
episodes on these episodes of Random Fit. Let us know what you want to talk about, especially when it comes to nutrition. I'd love to tap into that brain of, of Miss Bearfield there. So again, thank you so much for joining us here on Random Fit. Like, follow, subscribe, and comment. Let us know what you want to hear, what, what you want us to talk about, and definitely nutrition is on the table when it comes to Random Fit. So until next time, take care and be well.